We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass, and I'm here today to talk to you about your pet's behavior. So I always make it clear for some people who aren't familiar with the show that uh, this is an unusual show because uh, we alternate between myself and uh, Dr. Dennis from Bloomfield Animal Hospital. She does, obviously, the veterinary edition of the show, but I don't know of any other show that has alternating hosts, so very often people confuse us. Sometimes people have called in and insisted that they talked to me, and they didn't talk to me. Uh, so just, again, to clarify, uh, we have the training behavior edition, which is today, and next week will be the veterinary edition. And it is a call-in show, so I'm very happy to take your calls. <clears throat> the numbers here are 860-522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. And I invite people to talk to me off the air. Um, sometimes it's not practical to call in. Sometimes people don't want to call in. Maybe it's embarrassing. I don't know. Um, and sometimes people have a question that uh, I can give a little more time to um, if I'm not having to do it on the air. And of course, if you need a lot, a lot of time, maybe I actually need to make an appointment to see you. But if you wanted to contact me off the air, I just suggest you check out my website, which is lorifastdogtraining.com, and you'll get my number there, which is not the call-in number here, <laughs> uh, and also my email address. I've had people get that confused too. So if you want to call in live on the air today, then the numbers again are 860-522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. So I'm sure a lot of you are aware, and if you're not, you need to remember that we want to um, push our clocks forward an hour, and I usually do it, you know, I might even do it when I go home so I don't forget. Um, and I don't know why we need to do this, honestly. I suppose maybe at some point there might have been a point to it, but uh, I'd love to hear from somebody who says, yeah, boy, what a great idea. We should have these 
time shifts twice a year, uh, it's really helpful for me to have that. That's something I never have heard anybody say. Maybe I'm missing something. Um, But as far as I know, and I'm not really sure what's up with this, when we push the clocks forward, that's daylight savings time. And when we go back in the fall, that's standard time. Uh, So, you know, I mean... (laughs) Just pick one. Uh, and, and when you push the clock forward, most pets don't mind that. They're like, hey, yeah, you're up an hour early. Cool. I get to have breakfast sooner. We're up and moving around. Every once in a while, you'll get a dog who's like, are you kidding me? Because you have some dogs that just honker in. They don't want to get up. They're comfy. It's yucky out. And you're trying to get them up an hour early. I don't think so. So if you have a pet like that, you know, kind of wean into it easily. You don't slowly over time. You you don't have to make an abrupt change for your pet if they don't like it. Uh, Most pets are great with it. They think that's super. It's usually when you have to... um, make the hour make them wait the extra hour which i like (laughs) but most pets are like hey what gives with this you're supposed to be up now so that for the spring ahead clock adjustment is usually a pretty easy adjustment for pets maybe not for people so much but uh, if it is hard for your pet you know cut them some slack just you get up you know maybe add 15 minutes a day something like that but uh, for the life of me I have no idea why we still have to do this and uh, I wish somebody would make it go away but that's not for me to decide so enough complaining about that (laughs) anyway I um, started uh, two group classes today in West Hartford I have a beginner group and a and a level two group. And so I had to scramble around to get here because whenever you start a new group class, it's really quite chaotic. And I've learned over time that uh, I do my best, but I used to try and get everything done as much as I could right away. And that's impossible. I mean, it's impossible when I'm working with people privately, but if I'm in a group, I'm going to have to just go, okay, so, you know, you're a little Maltese and you think you can beat up that big German shepherd over there. <laughs> Not going to happen, but nice try. So, you know, that's something we're going to work on, obviously, and we're going to make some improvements, but in the first class, there's so much orientation with what equipment you need, how you do it, that it's just generally pretty chaotic. And in, in that environment where I'm you know, spreading my time out between a lot of people, if I don't see real major improvements – that first day, which I usually do see something, uh, that's okay, you know, but uh, I'm bringing it up just because I don't even know why I'm bringing it up other than that for me, it was a little challenging to get here um, because my second class ends at um, 1145. So then I have to go back home, take care of my pets, and then get right on the road to come here. So it was a little tight, but I made it. And sometimes, once my group classes start on Saturdays, a lot of times I come in just barely on time. And I think sometimes I scare my producer. Like, I'm not going to come at all. I've come in right at the last second. But I'm here, and you can call in if you want to. And as I say, talk to me off the air if you want to, too. So what I wanted to just have as a topic today is, um, I don't know what I'm going to call it, gadgets, gizmos, equipment, the types of things that are available for your pets. Uh, It's absolutely amazing how many different products there are out there for your pet. Um, 
for instance, uh, there's there's a litter box that self-cleans. And the one that I saw in the past was kind of small. It was probably a little bit smaller even than a regular litter box. And it was motion activated where the cat got out and then this little rake could go across the scoopable litter and scoop it into um, this little bin underneath. And I, you know, I thought, well, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of small. I mean, it didn't really have a very good reserve of where the stuff was going to go and the size of the pan wasn't that good. Well, if you like that idea, there's been an upgrade. <laughs> so now you can get this self-cleaning uh, litter box that, Honestly, it looks sort of like a small washing machine. It's huge, and it's got a, an opening, sort of like a front loader washer, and it's much bigger, and, you know, the reserve is bigger. But, you know, you're looking at maybe, oh, I don't know, $500 for your cat litter box. <laughs> and, I mean, it looks kind of cool, but uh, eh, I don't know. I mean, if you want to spend $500 for your litter box, I'm not going to stop you, but... I always thought that self I, – I think to myself, hey, if you can't scoop your own cat's litter, maybe you shouldn't have a pet. I mean that that's – I'm kind of like old school on that. Take some responsibility here. If you need a robot to clean your cat's litter box, I don't know what to say about that. But, you know, I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with it. It's just a little weird for me. Now, going down the robot line here, there's other little weird robotic things that you can get. Um, apparently there's a little, uh, little tiny, uh, robot that you can get for your cat and you can control it ro remotely and it'll buzz around and has a little feather sticking out of the top of it. And if the cat knocks it over, it has some kind of way for it to write itself and it'll shoot out a little laser. You know how cats like to chase laser pointers. So you can, <laughs> you can be away from home and run this little robot thing around your house. And again, I have no idea if this is going to hold your cat's attention or not, or whether it would be a good idea or a bad idea. I was just kind of amazed that it even existed at all. And uh, apparently, I, I think that one, I'm trying to think what that one is called because there are so many different weird things. I think it's called Ebo, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Well, there's a there's one for your dog too. And I think that one is called Leica. But, you know, I mean, you could look it up online if you think it sounds like a good idea. And the same kind of thing, this thing, the dog toy kind of zooms around and it, uh, it'll record what your dog is doing. And I think you can say something through it back to your dog. <laughs> it's just kind of like, okay, um, is that a good idea? I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, it's news to me. Um, one product that I had brought up quite a while ago and people were asking me about is a product called Furbo, I think it's called, where uh, it basically is a camera and there's treats in there. And then if the dog comes over to the Furbo and you see them, then you can push a button to dispense the treat. And again, it's supposed to be some kind of way to interact with your pet when you're not even there. And um, I read a lot of reviews on it. And one of the problems with reviews is if a company is starting or wants to generate good reviews, they do it in a number of different ways, including paying people to write reviews, which really isn't much of a review at all. But um, very often they'll say, well, we'll send you a free product if you write us a review. And in, under those circumstances, you'd be kind of cold hearted to write them a bad review. So it's almost like they're soliciting 
reviews, which, you know, I guess that sells products. But um, people that I talked to that had these things said that their dog, okay, so it gave them a treat, but it was kind of boring and the dog didn't really care that much about it. And so it was, and the picture wasn't that great. So it sounds like, hey, that sounds like a great idea. But in practical reality, um, I have never met someone who said, yeah, I got Furbo, what a great product. I'm so happy I got this. And I think this thing maybe runs, I'm going to say somewhere in the $100 range. I don't know. Now, I remember years ago, someone said to me that they wanted to put a GPS collar on their dog so they would know where their dog was if their dog got loose. And when they asked me this, there was no such thing. Well, there is such a thing now, okay? So you can get an actual collar to put on your pet, and if they get out, it will track it on your phone and you can literally see where they are, um, which that's actually not a bad idea for some animals who are really horrible escape artists. Although I would say you'd probably be better off having them not escape in the first place. But it's so interesting as I remember in my mind, not that long ago, somebody was looking for something like that and it didn't exist. And I was thinking, well, I don't know. That sounds pretty high tech. Well, it exists now. So and there, there's a lot of things like that. And then just even common products that have been around for years, people are unaware of. But there's so much stuff. But I think that uh, maybe we need to go to a break and uh, I can tell you about more stuff when we get back. WTIC News Talk 1080. Hello, and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. Uh, you're listening to the Behavior Edition. Uh, my name is Lori Fass, and I would love to talk to you, and the lines are open today. I'm here live in the studio. We're not pre-recording today. I made it through the mush on the way here. Uh, and if you want to call in, it's 860-522-WTIC or one 800 966-WTIC. And if you want to contact me off the air, you are very welcome to do so. Just check out my website at laurifassdogtraining.com. So before the break, I was talking about uh, all the kinds of different gadgets and gizmos and things that are available for pets. And it's really quite astonishing, honestly. I mean, I work with a lot of different tools when I'm doing training. I have certain things that are pretty standard that I use. Uh, but even when I'm working with the things that I consider to be pretty standard, I'll ask people, have you ever heard of this? Do you know that? And most people have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, and sometimes people do. But even when people do have an idea of what I'm talking about, I still have to show them how to use it. 
So sometimes people are looking for things that just do the work for you. And that sometimes it works. I'm not going to say it never works. Uh, but generally speaking, when I'm helping someone with their pet, I am teaching them what they need to do. And regardless of what type of equipment you have, uh, you still have to learn how to use it properly. So I've had people say to me, oh, so the collar does this. And I say, no, the collar does nothing. It just sits there. It's a collar. You have to do something with the collar. It'd be like saying a hammer does this. Well, yeah, it kind of does. But if you're using a hammer like a screwdriver, well, it's probably not going to work too well. And that may sound ridiculous to you, but you'd be surprised at uh, how people get confused with uh, presenting information and using things in ways that are not productive. And, and that's most of what I do. But there are things, as I say, that will do the work for you. And not everything is that simple. But uh, one of the things that I have mentioned on the air is a product called SCAT, which is three S's, C-A-T. And it's a motion-activated air so basically, if an animal walks by this where it's going to hit the motion center, it just goes with the air. And so it's very good for keeping uh, cats off a counter. Um, it's good for keeping dogs out of certain places. Some animals are not going to care. Some animals will just say, yeah, so what? Big deal. Uh, or, you know, if it's a dog or even a cat, they might just knock it over or jump over it. So I can't say it's going to work for everybody, but it. Yeah, it's not it's not a bad product. And generally I get a call, maybe once a year at least, where somebody is complaining about an animal that's doing damage outside. Uh, very often it's a cat that's going into their garden and using it as a litter box or, you know, deer eating plants, what have you. Well, there's a product you can use outside when it's not cold because you're attaching it to your hose. And there apparently are several um, brands of this, but basically what it is is we'll call it a motion-activated animal deterrent. And the brand that I'm familiar with is called Scarecrow. And so basically what happens is uh, it picks up on the motion of the animal, and then it starts shooting out like a sprinkler. And you can adjust it to just shoot you know, in a small arc or it can go all the way around. So it has a fair amount of adjustments, including what height animal you're adjusting it for. And um, I was watching a video where somebody decided that they were going to just sort of randomly check to see how well this worked. And they had two plots of garden. Well, I guess it was garden. It's kind of overgrown, but it was a garden. They had peppers and tomatoes and things like that. And in one of the sections, they had this, this garden scarecrow thing. And in the other section, they did not. And the section that they had it in, uh, all the tomatoes and all the vegetables were doing great and they were growing well and they were plentiful. And the section that was right near it that did not have this device in it uh, we're pretty badly eaten up. I don't know if there was much left in that one. So, I mean, it's also possible that since they had a choice, they, they could either go to the one that had no scarecrow automatic motion activated sprinkler uh, or they could go to the one with a sprinkler. Maybe if an animal's hungry enough, they might put up with it anyway. But I mean, it comes out pretty vigorously and somewhat alarmingly. So, you know, imagine if you're an animal and you're walking along and then all of a sudden 
and all this water starts shooting out, most animals are going to leave. And I would suppose that um, if you had a cat that was, you know, using your garden as a litter box, I don't think too many cats would think it was very fun to be using a litter box when that's happening, okay? So if you have a neighbor's cat it's who's doing something like that or you want to try it for deer or groundhogs or rabbits or whatever you want to try it for, I think it's worth the investment. It's not particularly expensive, and I think it does work pretty well. And almost always somebody's calling to ask what can they do about animals outside, and uh, I don't think that's a bad idea. You just have to be able to attach it to your hose, so you have to have it close enough where you know you can access that, so you might need an extension on your hose. I don't know. But uh, anyway, that was, uh, I think that's a good suggestion. But, uh, you know, I'm just talking about all the different kinds of products and gizmos and things that are out there, and there are a lot of them, and uh, I have even more. I could probably spend two shows talking about this, but we need to go to a break, so I'm going to let you think about if you want to call in and have a question, because I do have the lines open, and I'm happy to talk to you, and if nobody calls, I'm just going to keep telling you about more stuff, so we will be right back. WTIC News Talk 1080. I knew an old tomcat named Cuddles Mickish As we were catnapping down by the food dish And dreaming of catnip and fine tuna fish Hello and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk Of course there's Irish pet music So in honor of St. Patrick's Day we've got to put our Irish pet music on So anyway, before the break I was talking about all the sorts of gadgets and gizmos and various things. And the list is really long of all the different types of products. Um, And even the more common day-to-day ones have variations and proper and improper use. Uh, So it's kind of interesting, but the list is quite long. But we have a caller, so I'm going to attempt to connect them. Here we go. Hi, Joe. Well, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Now, you mentioned before about the lasers for cats. Mm-hmm. I just want you you're probably, I'm sure you're aware of this. So I just give people a heads up. It's not a good idea to play the lasers with your dog. Because they get, are you going to suggest they get OCD about it? Some of them do. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, I have a theory on that. I could be wrong. But um, I think sometimes the dogs are really not so much OCD as that the people are kind of letting them be OCD because I've worked with dogs that people say to me, oh, this dog can't stop spinning and the dog is all drugged up. In one case, the dog's head was all scabbed up. You could tell he was uh, his the right side of his head had a big scab on it. So you knew he was spinning counterclockwise. Okay. And, um, you know, so they said, oh, he's spinning. He's all OCD, blah, blah, blah. And basically, you know, this is oversimplifying it, but I took the dog in and I said, I don't really want to give him all these drugs. He looks like he's half in the bag with these drugs. Let's just basically say, hey, quit doing that. And you know what? He stopped. So, you know, I kind of wonder about that. So, for example, one of the toys that I'll make for a dog, and some listeners will know, maybe you'll know or not, you know what a lunge whip is for a, a horse? No. Okay. Well, 
ever see where you have a horse on a, a lunge line? It's like a long line, and they're usually in a barn, and somebody's tapping them and pacing them at different speeds. Um, and they're tapping them with something called a lunge whip, which looks like a huge cat toy. It's a big, long pole, and then it has like a, you know, some kind of ropey thing, which, you know, you're tapping the horse. So, so where this comes in handy for playing with a dog is you tie a dog toy to the end of it, and then you can bring it outside, and they can, you can zoom it around like a track, and they can chase it. And it's really – some dogs who don't like to play retrieve games love to play the chase the lunge whip toy game. Well, I was doing this with somebody's German Shepherd, and the dog walker said to me, I don't think you should play that game anymore. And I said, yeah, why not? And she said, because the dog is getting too fired up and, you know, the dog is pulling and lunging and making all these racket to get into the garage where the lunge whip toy is. And it's just firing the dog up way too much. And the the problem was, again, nobody was telling the dog, OK, you, we're playing now. We're not playing now. And so, you know, if you're playing tug games or d games that get dogs all fired up, if you don't know also how to put the off switch in there, you're going to have a problem. With the problem with delays, you got things like lights coming in through the blinds and everything, and they get yep. crazy. Yeah. Well, really, I, I mean, it's just a thousand other things they could do. It's not, okay, it might not affect every other dog. Some dogs might not even care, but it does affect some dogs. Have you ever known a dog that this affected? Personally, yeah, kind of. I knew a uh, Oh, was he a labadoodle? He had some, I think he was developing some issues. Okay. Well, I guess what I'm saying, Joe, that... And I knew another dog, a woman bought it for her dog. She thought it was cute. The dog could care less. Oh, you mean she was trying to play with the dog, but the dog yeah, didn't care? Yeah, the dog care. could care less. She wanted yeah. to give it to the guy with the labadoodle. <laughs> yeah. I, think the guy, I think the guy with the labadoodle dog was starting to... Start to okay, well, see, here's the thing. Sometimes people make these statements, okay? And I've seen a lot of dogs, okay? So... You know, I kind of I'm not going to say if I haven't seen it, it doesn't exist. I'm not going to say that because that would be wrong. But I am going to say that people very often attribute things to, uh, you know, this is some kind of, oh, the dog can't control this, blah, blah, blah. And that's not true. OK. And so I know dogs that will respond to weird shadows and stuff like that. They've never even seen a laser. Okay, so is that a real hardcore connection there? Is that like enough for me to say, hey, I'm not going to play laser pointer with my dog because I think they're going to develop some weird, um, some kind of weird obsession with any kind of shadows? I haven't seen that. Now, well, that doesn't I, mean it doesn't I, I, exist. I knew two dogs. One dog could care less, and uh -huh. the, I believe the Labadoodle developed issues. You uh -huh. want to exercise your dog, take her for a walk. <laughs> you show leadership and everything. It'll be good for you. Not under the stuff, which let the dog do this, do that. Do it yourself. Take the dog for a walk. You're building your bonding and everything. Stop looking for things to do your job. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I in general agree with that. Um, I mean, if you can't do it, if, you, if you're going to get a lab or something, that's <laughs> energy. They, they get a bulldog if you don't want to exercise. Because I see people, they get their dog, they walk about 100 yards, they come back, the dog, well, the dog went to the bathroom, now we're done for the day. Well, that's one of the reasons why the lunge whip toy is good. No, no, get them walking. No, not walking. Hey, Joe, don't let yell at me walking. here. Calm down. No, <laughs> Calm let, down, let, 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 let them walk. I didn't know everything. What, 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 okay, let, let me ask you a question. Okay, I think that I recognize your voice, and I yeah, think you I call into the show a lot. And I think I remember you saying you have a Vishla. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think I remember you telling me you walk a lot. 
Yeah, I walked. I walked over thirty four hundred miles last year. So okay. I knew that when I got a visual, I didn't say, "Okay, I'm going to get a bulldog and try to work thirty four hundred miles." Right. But what I'm saying to you is this: you know, it's great that you are matched with your dog and you take long walks, and you know that's all good. And I wouldn't, and I, I'm all for it. Yay! Two thumbs up for you. But there are dogs that. Like, for instance, one of my dogs loves to play Frisbee. I can blow off a lot of steam playing Frisbee. I hope they don't jump in the air to catch it. They jump somewhat up in the air. Yeah, they might blow out a hip. I don't have to tell you that. Well, you know, I'm not <laughs> yeah. I'm not having them do backflips. Oh, uh, yeah, know. but they're jumping up, and the way they land like that, that's another thing. Well, it's... They put a lot of stress on that joint. Well, I know dogs that have blown cruciate ligaments playing fetch. I knew a dog that fractures back plane, uh, which we call jumping up for, okay. for something. Yeah, so, but there's dogs that blow out their cruciate ligament playing fetch. You know about that, right? Yeah, it, it, you're, you're increasing the chances. If you want to play Brisbee, fine. But you're increase, increasing the chances if you throw it and they jump up to catch it. Yeah, throw but it, he's, he's, it, a, he's, a mini, he's a mini American Shepherd. So he's very agile. He's mini fairly American Shepherd. Right. He's so it's a mini Australian Shepherd is really what it oh, is. Oh, thank you. Okay. So he um, he's lightweight. He's extremely agile. I'm not throwing it up in the air. So he's jumping up six feet and doing a backflip. You know, I've gotten pretty good at throwing the frisbee. I have to say. So I throw it that he's hopping up in the air and catching it. I'm not having him do acrobatics. He loves it. It blows off a lot of steam. And yes, you can. I mean, even using a lunge whip, you start flipping that thing up in the air. You can a dog can get hurt dogs can get hurt doing a lot of things um running period you know if your dog runs and turns too fast they can get hurt uh so i believe in you know hey yeah let's be careful let's not do crazy stupid things but whenever you're doing any sort of athletic activity whether you're a dog or a person there's a possibility I understand that you, that. Well, you look at the picture of a dog jumping up the air to catch a frisbee and when they're landing like that it could happen five years from now as far as the constant impact, or it could happen right then and there. Because I was telling someone this at a so-called dog park, whatever you want to call it, and someone, I don't even know, just came in and says, yeah, she says, my dog, his lab, fractured the back, jumping up or something. Okay. Well, a lab is a much heavier dog than a miniature Australian Shepherd, who are much more agile and lightweight and more designed for that type of movement. Uh, and if I'm not throwing it in some kind of crazy way, I would, it's a risk benefit, I suppose, but anything is, you know. Uh, so to me, it's... Well, there's a way you could make it, you can make it safer. You could throw it so low so when only answer hits the ground. Uh, he likes jumping up and catching it. Okay. <laughs> okay. And again, he's not jump. I'm not throwing it way up in the air. He jumped. I mean, how about dogs doing agility? They jump over jumps. Yeah, it's funny you mention that. I would love to do a study to see the dogs doing agility three years, four years down the right line when they get seven or eight. Okay. How many, how many, how many are blowing out their hips? All right. Listening ACL? audience, if you have a dog who does agility and your dog is an older dog and has been doing this for years, call into the show and we want to hear from you. I would love to do a study. Well, I know dogs that do sport, you know, ring sport, uh, where they're really doing all sorts of athletic things. Uh, I've known dogs that are so high drive that 
you know, I knew a dog that ran into a tree stump and dislocated its hip because it was so fired up. Uh, but the dog recovered from it and the dog lived to be 13 years old with no problems. Okay. So, you know, every situation's a little different. I understand that, but I think, you know, I think you're, you mentioned Frisbees and we started this from laser. Yeah. <laughs> if you throw it up in the air, they jump to catch it. You might have a problem. You might. You well, know, take the dog, take her for a long walk. Dude, start off. Your well, you're going to have to come and explain that to Arrow because if he doesn't get to play Frisbee, and he's going to be pretty upset about that. So <laughs> and he loves to play Frisbee. I'm not going to take it away from him. So I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not making him jump six feet in the air. I probably throw it where, I'm trying to think, get an estimate of how high it is in the air. Probably maybe like four feet. So he jumps up maybe two feet up in the air, maybe three to catch it. I wouldn't take the chance. Well, and I trust me, my dog gets a lot. Of, you know, as I mentioned, yeah, he gets a lot of free time off leash and everything. Yeah, it's yep. true. I mean, well, I mean, listen, he could, he could have to go after a coyote. There's a chance with everything, but a frisbee thing. Now, I see those dogs jumping <laughs> up in a way and way they're landing. It's well, crazy. if you, th- I mean, I've seen some of the stunts that dogs do, especially dogs like Malinois, where they're really jumping up high and flipping around, and it's like, ooh, <laughs> that's, that's a little scary. But, you know, honestly, you know, in my opinion, if you're somewhat careful about how you're doing it, I'm not going to say to somebody, hey, don't play Frisbee with your dog. It's too dangerous any more than I'd say don't play fetch with your dog because it's too dangerous, even though I have known dogs to have been injured with that because I think that the joy that I get that dogs get from doing that and if you're somewhat careful with that it's it, to me it's not like oh my yeah, god this is a dog is eight years old and can't make it up the stairs whatever well that's you know that has not been my experience um, and if anybody out there wants to give an experience about uh, their dog doing some sort of agility work or frisbee or something like that and then later in their life they had all kinds of problems I'd like to hear from them, but that has not been my experience. So, you know, I mean, certainly there are going to be people who are going to hear what you said and say, yeah, hmm, okay, I want to be real careful. I don't want to do that. And uh, then there's going to be people more like me that are going to say, uh, I think that it's going to be okay. How old is your ostrich? He's two. He's two, okay. And you're two years old, and I'm not trying to give you a lecture, <laughs> but I, even though it's a smaller dog, yeah, I wouldn't run, do things like that. If you're going to do it, I wouldn't do it at all. To at least her 18 months to two years, because you want, I don't have to tell you, you want the joints formed and everything yep. with bone growth. Yep. I know it's a smaller dog, and they have to tell you with a jog and everything, but trust me, I went out, I went out, I went out, we had a little discussion with a cardiologist veterinarian. Guy was doing a um, jog and his goal in at 11 months. I said, don't do it. She happened to walk by. I'm a veterinarian. You could do it. No, I said, no, you can't. I said, go to ortho. You can't do that. You're not supposed to do that. It's the joints have to be formed. Well, I'll tell you what, Joe. Call me back in 10 years, okay? <laughs> and I'll tell you how, how we're doing. But I... I offer a lot of supplements to my dogs. Uh, they are on very high-quality food. He gets um, uh, collagen. He gets a, a, a supplement made by a company called Standard Process. It's called Ligaplex 2, and he gets that. He also gets glucosamine. Did you ever see the, Did you ever look at the clinical studies for those? Uh, no, I haven't looked at Look the at the clinical studies. Yeah. Maybe I'll call back in a month or so. Look at the clinical studies. For about what? What am I looking for? Look at the clinical studies to see how, how effective they are. 
For glucosamine? Yeah, look at the studies. Not with someone's opinion, not Dr. Wilson's opinion. Look at the studies. Well, what about anecdotal evidence that uh, dogs are doing better? Anecdotal, I don't have to tell you that. Look at the studies. Well, sometimes anecdotal anecdotal evidence is uh, pretty uh, compelling. look, Look at the studies. Well, if you have a dog who's having trouble walking and then they take a supplement and now they're not, what about that? Because maybe if you, and then they're walking again, because maybe if you waited a week, the seven days is the reason why they're walking again. Well, then how about they forgot to give it to them and uh, now they're limping again? Look at the studies. Well, I'd be happy to look at the studies. I I looked at the studies a few years ago. I wasn't impressed. Maybe they they came out with new studies. Well, they, you know, there's glucosamine, there's Boswellia, which is frankincense. It's mixed in with other things. Um, Look look at the studies. I mean, uh, I haven't looked at them in a while, but last time I looked, I was not that impressed. I don't care what Dr. Wilson, Dr. Smith says, blah, blah, blah. Well, I care how the dog acts. Right. Okay, look at the studies. Well, you know, again, I'm... And like I, I said, it might have changed. Last time I looked... <laughs> well, listen, Joe, if I give ago. an animal a supplement and they do well, regardless of why, if it's not harming them, why wouldn't I? Because it might not be because of the supplements, but because, because of the genes. So what? It's, it's, if I feel better about it and, it's may, and I think it's maybe it's a placebo, I don't know, it's not doing them any harm, why wouldn't I do a it? A placebo for a dog? Yeah, well, sometimes your dog picks up on it's what you're feeling. Yeah, this, okay. I mean, it could so be anything. The dog, if you senses to... that you, the dog senses that you're feeling better because you gave them a supplement, and that they're going to start feeling better. So you're more relaxed, and you're le- – I mean, anything is possible if you want to, you know, consider that as a possibility. But, you know, you're saying, you know, it could be this. the dog's going to get better in a couple of weeks, so I'm offering other possibilities. But in my but experience, like the, those okay, things the have worked. Limp and someone gives them a supplement, so a week later, it's better. Oh, I gave him that supplement, yep. the Wilson supplement. He's better now. Yep. Maybe if you if you guys, the way to test it, you have to get off. I don't have to tell you. hundred. Well, well, listen, okay, so th- these are actual situations. I give my dog a supplement, and I'm going to have to go to a break in a second. I give my dog a supplement. He stops limping. I stop giving the dog the supplement. Now they're limping again. Oh, let's put them back on the supplement. Oh, look, now they're not limping again. Look at the studies. Last time I looked, and it was a while ago, I was not impressed. Well, okay. All right. So that's good. <laughs> look at the studies. And I to pull these things out and all this stuff and this one. And look at the studies. That's, I go, that's what I go by. It isn't like my, my, my cousin's dog did that. He's doing fine now. Okay. Well, that might it might be valuable information, and as I say, it's not having one of your classes. It's huh? not it's not doing any harm. If something right, were okay. potentially doing harm, then I'd want to be very careful. But if something is not doing any harm, then so what if you try it? Because look at if you if it's if it's really not proven. Why so if I'm bother? doing something that's not proven but does no harm, then what difference does it make if I do it? The least you take, the better. Of anything. Well, for the not, most part. Well, for the most part. I don't know. Okay, Joe, I don't want to cut you off here, but right. I'm going to have to cut you off because I have to go to a break, okay? All right. Bye. All right. You can call back. We'll argue again later. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Right. Bye. Okay. We'll be right back. Preacher's got a place in the choir. Some sing low and some sing higher. Some sing out loud on the telephone wire. Some just clap their hands or paws or anything they got now. All God's preacher's got a place in the choir. Some sing low and some sing higher. WTIC News Talk 1080. Some just clap their hands or paws or anything they got now. 
Hello, and welcome back to WTIC. You're listening to Pet Talk, and my name is Lori Fass, and this is the behavior edition of the show. And um, I was talking today about all of the different types of gadgets and gizmos and, and weird uh, devices there are, and I realized that you know there's probably about 10 times more things that I mentioned um, but I just wanted to mention one more. I have a few minutes. And I don't know how many of you have, I don't even know if this is, would be included in a cartoon, but I remember in cartoons they would have a dog whistle, and they'd blow the dog whistle in the cartoon, and all the dogs in the neighborhood would come. And um, a dog whistle basically, which I, I rarely even see. I'm sure you can get them, but... Uh, if you blow a dog whistle, you don't really hear very much, although um, very young children can hear things at a higher frequency. And I find that if I'm blowing a dog whistle, it kind of gives me a headache. So I hear something and it's pretty loud, uh, but it's at a decibel level, not a decibel level, a frequency level that is very high pitched that dogs can hear um, that uh humans can't hear. So it's a sound that dogs hear that humans don't hear. It does not compel a dog to do anything like the cartoon might suggest, but sort of a more high-tech version of this, and this has been something that has been on the market for years, they have devices that uh, one of them is called Barker Breaker. I know there's other uh, brands of this like Pet Agree and I don't even know what all the brands are but you push the button it's battery operated and it sends a signal that is again this very high pitched signal and some of them also have a lower pitched signal that you can hear at the same time and uh for some dogs, what happens is that they hear this sound, and whatever they're doing, they stop because it's like, hey, what, what the heck was that? And if you keep doing it every time they're doing the thing you don't want them to do, whether it's barking or jumping or whatever, you sort of break the habit. Uh, I was babysitting uh, somebody's poodle many years ago, and I didn't have the dog because of barking, uh, but I just thought, hey, I have one of these things. Let's just see what happens. So every time the dog was barking, I pushed the button and the dog would stop. And when the dog went home, people said, wow, you know, this dog is not barking anymore. Isn't that great? So there's yet one other gadget and gizmo that you can possibly include. Um, but again, you know, if it's appropriate, not appropriate, I can't even cover all of that. And we're out of time on the show. So thanks for tuning in. And next week is going to be Dr. Dennis. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening. WTIC News Talk 1080. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.